One day as I was thinking of unseen things above, the Savior spoke unto me and he filled me with his love. Now I want to die on the battlefield. I want to die in this war. I want to die on the battlefield with glory in my soul. I used to have some people who walked and talked with me. But since I've been converted, you know they've turned their backs on me. But I want to die on the battlefield. I want to die in this war. I want to die on the battlefield with glory in my soul. Now some say give me silver. Some say give me gold. But I say give me Jesus. He saved my dying soul. So I want to die on the battlefield. I want to die in this war. I want to die on the battlefield with glory in my soul. Now give me this gospel trumpet and I'll sound it wherever I can. It'll carry me home to Jesus yonder in that glory land. Well, I want to die on the battlefield I want to die in this war. I want to die on the battlefield with glory in my soul. Thank you. Don't you appreciate folks that will just help you? Amen. I'm not much of a singer, but I sound real good when you got that kind of music. It'll help you. I have thoroughly enjoyed the good singing tonight from the trio, from the church, and uh, I appreciate the, uh, the Rogers family. I've known them for years. I was Telling Brother Stacy, I remember coming, me and Brother Halbert Levan in the early 90s. We came to their house in Georgia one afternoon and spent a couple of hours at their house. Fellowship together. 
I've known them for a long time. And I certainly appreciate the preaching tonight that we've heard. Now you heard some truth that'll help your life and it'll help my life. The Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, lives in us. And he does desire to accomplish God's will in us that we may serve our Lord. I do not want to grieve him. I do not want to smother him when he is urging me to do something. And I do not want Uh, to be guilty of that. I want to gladden the Holy Ghost. I want to please the Holy Ghost. And if we'll do that, we'll not walk after the flesh. Tremendous truth we've heard here tonight. But if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to the book of Psalms, chapter 100. This came on my heart this afternoon when I sat down in my study to meditate and seek God's guidance for this service tonight. And when Brother David got up and the emphasis was put on worship, I knew in my heart the Lord had settled the message. If you're willing and able, would you stand as we read this portion of the Lord's Word. It is a psalm of praise. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is He that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His Pasture. Enter in to his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting 
and his truth endureth to all generations. You can be seated tonight. The Bible said in verse 4, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Tonight, uh, when you look at that last phrase, bless his name, it is uh, that which encompasses all that has been stated before. He uses the word thanksgiving. He uses the term joyful noise. He uses the phrase serve the Lord and singing and praise and thankfulness. And then he said, bless his name. When you look at this psalm, it is entitled, A Psalm of Praise. There is no murmuring in this psalm. There is no despair in this psalm. There is no uh, criticizing in this psalm. There is no grumbling in this psalm. It is a psalm of praise. There are no petitions for mercy. There are no cries for help. There are no supplications for intervention. There are no complaints of trouble. There is no prayer for vengeance on their enemy. There is no plea for God's deliverance. The psalm is one of overflowing praise. It is pictured like the river that is swollen out of its banks and it is flooding the shoreline. It is like a fire that is flaming with burning heat. Worship tonight is the central theme of this psalm. The psalmist didn't come to ask for anything. He didn't come to plea or to supplicate. He came to challenge people to enter in God's courts with gladness of heart and appreciation for God's grace in their lives. The word bless 
means to salute, to greet, and to kneel. It, uh, it encompasses all of those meanings. It means to greet. It carries the idea that when you come to someone's house, they greet you warmly, and in turn, you respond by being friendly and appreciative of being allowed into their home. And the same is true about God's house. Every time we come, the Spirit of God warmly welcomes you and I to his house. It's not my church. It's not your church. It is his house. And he warmly and friendly greets us at the door. Our response should be that we are friendly and warm toward him. Our hearts should not be cold. Our wills should not be stubborn. But rather we should submit ourselves and surrender our life to his will as we come. It means to salute. It means to acknowledge authority. When a soldier of lower rank comes in the presence of an officer or someone of high rank, immediately that soldier responds by saluting. And that's the way we ought to do our heavenly Father. We don't need to come in and slouch around and grumble and murmur and complain, but rather when we come to his house, we ought to recognize his authority. We ought to surrender our lives to his will. It means that we kneel before him. We surrender our lives to his will for us. When we enter into the courts of the Lord to bless his name, there is quite a difference in you and I blessing him and him blessing us. There is a great deal of difference. For you see, when we bless the Lord, we are giving to the Lord what he deserves. And when he blesses us, it is God giving us what we do not deserve. And tonight, uh, when we bless the Lord, uh, we glorify Him. But when He blesses us, uh, He is gracious uh, toward us. When we bless the Lord, uh, it is because He 
is worthy, but when he blesses us, it is because we're unworthy. When we bless the Lord, it is worship that that flourishes upward. But when he blesses us, it is wonders that flow downward. And tonight, I am glad I can bless him and he blesses me. I want to look for just a moment tonight. I want to look at the features of the worshiper. How we ought to worship. The characteristics that come to the one who worships. Let me say first of all, they who worship are animated. He said in verse 1, make a joyful noise. That means literally to shout aloud. It means to blare out like a trumpet. It means that our worship should be lively. It should be vigorous. It should be full of spirit. It should be done with passion and wholeheartedness. I don't know about you, but a lot of my worship has been shameful. Because it was not uh, enlivened. Uh, It was not uh, uh, full of energy or excitement. Uh, And this evening, uh, the word joyful means uh, uh, to blare out like a trumpet. uh, But the word gladness uh, means uh, joyful, uh, exceedingly glad, full of mirth and pleasure. Uh, Singing means uh, that this word uh, is a word of triumph. Uh, And the night our worship ought to be done with passion uh, and with liveliness. I think about Brother Tom Gillum camp meeting, he'll he'll lift his hand a little bit. He said, now some of you are ashamed to lift your hand to the Lord. I'm here to tell you when we realize what he has done for us, we will want to make a joyful noise to him. Uh, This this joyful noise uh, It is something animated. It is full of life. And it is can be described as being expressive. My wife taught 
children in grade school uh, how to read. She had uh, the responsibility of taking uh, those who were slow in reading uh, and help them to learn to read. She did not have a college degree to her name, but she had a gift from heaven above. She could teach a child how to read and want to read. I've seen her sit down with our grandchildren and they bring home those little books in kindergarten, little paper books, and it'll say, See Jane Run. And uh, a spot the dog, uh, something about that. Uh, and uh, uh, it's not long when they go to reading those little three-letter sentences or three-word sentences. Uh, she'll say to them, now I want you to read with expression. I want you to read with feeling. It's not see, spot, run. It's see, spot, run. As she said, read with expression. I'm glad worship is not something that is mundane or repetitious. It is something that ought to be expressed with feeling and energy and life. Oh, that night when the shepherds were in the field watching their sheep by night, the Bible said this, and I'll read it without expression. This is not the way it ought to be read. But they said, glory to God in the highest on earth peace Good will toward men. That's not how you read with expression. You read it like this. Glory to God in the highest on earth. Good will and peace toward men. Hallelujah. That makes all the difference in the world in the way that we worship. It ought to be animated. There ought to be some power in it. There ought to be some life and some passion behind it. It's animated. But then a worshiper is allegiant. Verse 2 says, serve the Lord with gladness. Now Baptists think worship is just something that occurs to make them feel good about themselves. I'm here to tell you that is not the end design of worship. Worship is not designed to make me feel better about myself. Worship is designed to make me know more about Him and how wonderful He is and how sorry I am. The end result of all worship 
is to bring us to submission that we may serve the Lord. That's what worship is all about. Jesus said to the devil in the wilderness, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Him only shall thou worship, and him only shalt thou serve. And this tonight, if you ever serve, it's because you've worshiped. And if you ever serve, you'll worship. It just runs in a circle. And tonight, we ought to serve him with all of our heart. You see, we are laborers in his field, husbandmen in his vineyard, servants in his realm. We work, we labor to bring about a harvest. We break the ground, we sow the seed, we fertilize the soil, and we expect a harvest that only God can give to you and I. Holy worship always results in happy service. If you worship, you ain't going to complain about serving. If you're complaining about serving, it's very evident that you've not done much worshiping. We are to serve the Lord with gladness. A worshiper is animated. A worshiper is allegiant. But thirdly, a worshiper is appreciative. Verse 4 said, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise, be thankful unto him, and bless his name. These words used in this verse tell us that the worshiper is to be grateful, the worshiper is to be appreciative, and beholden to the Lord for his gracious goodness to you and I. We don't come to church and brag about who we are. We come to church to brag about who he is. You and I would not be who we are had not been he is who he is. And this evening, our hearts should not be filled with complaint and grumbling and backbiting, but our hearts ought to be filled with gladness and graciousness and gratitude and appreciation that God would love somebody like I am. Hallelujah. I don't know why he loved me, but I am so certainly glad that he did tonight. When a worshiper offers thanksgiving, he is avowing that his blessings 
come from the Lord. He adores his God with words of gladness and songs of gratitude and words of glory. He gives praise and adoration to God. He is thankful. That word thankful means to confess and to declare God's goodness. And it doesn't mean just by word, but it means to declare his goodness by the lifting up of one's hands. Hallelujah. It's all right in a Baptist church to lift up your hands to the Lord. You know what that signifies? It signifies that his blessings come down from above and we are looking in the direction from which our blessings come. The psalmist said, I will lift mine eyes under the hills from whence cometh my help for my help cometh from the Lord. When you lift your hands, you are saying and declaring that the blessings of God come down from above. They're not manufactured. They're not brought about by human effort or ingenuity. But they are the gracious gift of a loving God. Bless his name. When you lift your hand, It means you are volunteering yourself for service. Have you ever, can you remember being in school? Praise God, I can still remember. Do you know what? The teacher would say, who would be willing to clean the blackboard? You know what they'd do? They'd throw up their hand. That's what it means. When we lift up our hands to the Lord, we're saying, I'm ready for service. I'm ready uh, uh, to do whatever you've asked me to do. Uh, hallelujah. I want to be that kind of uh, of worshiper. Have you ever seen them old black and white mobster films? James Cadley. And when they would surround the robbers, you know what they'd say? They'd say, lay down your weapons and come out with your hands up. Those hands up was a sign of surrender uh, 
to authority. Uh, hallelujah. It helped a lot of Baptists uh, to go to surrendering to his authority uh, over their life. Uh, oh, tonight we ought to bless his name. Uh, David said it is according uh, to the multitude of your mercies uh, that I can enter into your house. Uh, hallelujah. I don't deserve to go to church. I've not earned a place on the platform. I've not been made to be able to come on my own righteousness. But I'm glad because of his mercy I can walk into God's house. I can rejoice not in what I've done but rejoice in what he has done. For me. Bless his name.